This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the latest Agenda show from the Blood Red Channel with myself, Matt Addison, alongside our Liverpool FC correspondent, Paul Ghost. Sign a player, that was the shout from Liverpool fans and that's exactly what they've done. Greek international Kostas Shimakas has officially arrived from Olympiakos on a five-year deal and becomes the Premier League champion's first signing of the summer. The deal was done very quickly after Liverpool saw two bids rejected for Norwich City's Jamal Lewis. And Paul's going to give us the inside story of exactly how it all panned out over the course of the next few minutes. First of all, Gorsty, before we get into the details of the transfer and how it all unfolded, just your general thoughts on what we've seen of the player and heard of the player so far. I believe he's someone who's obviously played for, for the top club in Greece, played in the Champions League, played in the Europa League, and someone who, who does seem to come with a little bit of a virgin and reputation. I mean, they'll be under no illusions that he won't be first choice in Anfield next season. Andy Robertson, for good reason, is, has got that spot nailed down. But I just think he will offer a similar, similar style in terms of when, when Robertson isn't available. We've seen this season that James Milner is, is the preferred option when... Um, Robertson doesn't play and, and they're not like to like at all. That's a 34 year old midfielder playing out of position um, in a position that's been vacated by one of the best in Europe. So um, there's no doubt that Liverpool have needed someone as backup to Robertson. And um, as we're going to get into over the next 10 or 15 minutes, all, all those background checks appointed as Jim McCassett as the man who can fill that, fill that bill. And so um, we're not going to be seeing him every week, but um, I think he's going to be an interesting prospect when we do see him in, in cup games and maybe games where Liverpool feel they can rest Robertson. Yeah, he certainly caused a lot of excitement among Liverpool fans and in his home country of, of Greece as well. We've spoken to, to plenty of people who are really, really excited about the player. But, I mean, Liverpool have been aware of him for a long, long time. Their scouting team have been getting feedback on him for years and there's been plenty of examples of where they've been impressed by him. Yeah, I mean, they've almost kind of stumbled on him, really, because um, the scouts in the Dutch region for Liverpool were asked to check on Pedro Chilavella while he was on loan at Willem Twee, is it? Is that how you pronounce it? And while they were kind of updating on progress of him, they've noticed Jim McCassie was also on loan from Olympiacos, and they've noticed that an aggressive, pacey left-back with plenty of room to develop. And I think at the time, it might have been early, it might have been 20, maybe 21. I mean, he's only 24 now, and this is going back. A few years, so um, the um, name was fed back to Liverpool's recruitment team, and and ever since then he's been kind of kept tabs on. And okay, let's be honest, the club the size of Liverpool, that short list is going to be a pretty long list, isn't it? So they're going to be looking at players from every area of the globe. So this isn't someone who they've almost honed in on, and he's you know it's he's been like the only one for them because they look at players. Um, all over the world, and, and so they should be as, as a club the size of of, um, of Liverpool. But he's someone who they have looked at, they've known about, and they've you know the more they've got to know, the more they've kind of liked and, and tried to find out more about. And, and they have built up a relationship with the players' representatives over the years, and obviously Olympiacos as well. So um, there's been plenty of, of background that's gone into this player. He's not someone who's kind of caught the eye because he had a couple of good games in the Europa League. He's someone who the club have known about for years. Um, which was a similar thing with Takuni Minamino from, from Salzburg. You know, he, he wasn't someone who the club had bought because he had a good game at Anfield. Again, he's a player who's even known about. So um, the scouting network at Liverpool, as you would expect, as I say, of, of a top European club is 
very expansive and, and wide ranging. One of the the games that sort of stands out really for Liverpool being impressed by him was against Burnley in the Europa League. Very impressed with the way that he sort of dealt with the atmosphere, with a pacey and tricky Aaron Lennon as well. I mean, what is it specifically that they've seen in this player? What is it that stands out as being potentially a, a really good Liverpool player? Well, as you say there about that game at Turf Moor in, in 2018, I think I think that, that it's almost a yardstick of, of measuring a player's um, willingness and, and capability to cope with English football. You know, Turf Moor, very raucous and raw, and they've got an up-and-atom style that they make no apologies for, and, and it's almost seen as like the new Stoke, whereas oh, it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it, if you can do it at Stoke on a Tuesday night, but... Can you do it at Burnley on a Thursday night in the Europa League? And, and he certainly seemed to contain Alan Lennon, a pacey Alan Lennon. Who, you know, if you've got an Alan Lennon flying at you for 75 minutes, it's it's a real test as a fullback, isn't it? And the fact that Alan Lennon was withdrawn that night for Jack Cork, not a like for like at all, on 75 minutes, probably did show a lot to the, to, to the scouts who were maybe watching him for the first time on the night from, from Liverpool. Um, so that game was highlighted to me as one that kind of stands out for, for them. And they've kept tabs on him since. So, it, as we say, it, it is a deal that's uh, three years in the making. And, and that was a big checkpoint from um, from scouts a little bit closer to home from Liverpool that night. And it's not just how good he is at football. It's also that sort of check on, on the player's character and that sort of thing. There's also the stage, as you mentioned, of building up that relationship with his representatives. This is something that Liverpool have been working towards for a long, long time, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at fact that Liverpool have a sporting director and Michael Edwards, I think he was the first one to actually be a, a sporting director in name at Liverpool. It's um, a role that's very much just focused on developing relationships and making sure that you are at the front of the queue for when top talent becomes available. We know that um, Michael Edwards has developed a good relationship with with so many people across Europe. Um, Red Bull Salzburg, again, with Minamino. That was another one that was highlighted at the time with Christoph um, Salzer, I think. Um, his name was so. Sorry, Christoph Freund. Uh, so it, it's. It, it, I mean, I think that that role is about developing relationships, isn't it? And then that helps when you, you come to negotiations. And, and this has certainly been the case when Edwards made that mad dash to Wolverhampton on Thursday night to speak to um, his counterpart at uh, at Olympiacos. And a big thing that was stressed to me was the fact that both clubs were really happy that um, none of this kind of came out at the time and. Olympiacos were able to focus on their preparations for the Wolves game that they, they've ultimately lost, but um, you know the, the players' head could have been turned on the night and they were worried about that. So the fact that that hasn't quite came out at the time and it's been very much developing since, I think both clubs were quietly impressed with each other and it does sound as if talks have been very amicable and, and agreeable. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Shimakas, of course, has plenty of Champions League experience as well. He's played against both Tottenham and Bayern Munich this season in that competition. I mean, how important do you think that would have been for Liverpool? Because we know that they looked at Jamal Lewis as well. That's something that Shimakas almost has over Jamal Lewis, isn't it? Yeah, as we say, he's playing for one of the one of the top sides in Greece, isn't he? And Jamal Lewis isn't. You know, he's playing for Norwich, who were relegated from the from the Premier League. And okay, he's had a year experience in the Premier League. I think Lewis made 29 appearances last season. But um, Chima is playing against Bayern Munich, he's playing against Tottenham. He's got been to Belgrade where Liverpool know that that's a very tough environment to go and play from from their experience of the last few years. So 
um, that um, has been a, another big ticket in the box for him, and um, that continued in the Europa League as well. They obviously beat Arsenal, didn't they? And then they played Wolves across the two legs, albeit months apart. But I think there are a lot of things that seem to be going um, for, for this young Greek defender, and, and he's why Liverpool have probably ended up uh, plumper for him ahead of others who, who they had on the shortlist. And a 20% sell-on clause believed to be inserted into the deal as well. I mean, do you think that was almost a sweetener to, to get the price down a little bit? Do you think that would have made him a little bit more attractive for, for Michael Edwards? Quite possibly. And I mean, I think he's only 24, isn't he? So he could feasibly move on later in his career after, you know, at the end of his five-year deal, he's still only 29. And, and if he's still of the quality where he's able to play for the team in the Premier League, then, you know, that, that will obviously... Uh, benefits Olympiacos down the line. They've they've honed his talent since he was 19. They've sent him out on loan. They've got him up to, to the standard that he's at now. And I think they were they were so proud that one of their owners has kind of been caught up by the Premier League winners, the current Champions League holders and the Club World Cup winners. So um as we say it does seem to be a, a deal that suits the player and both selling and, and buying club. And all that detail being the case then, we have to assume, presumably, Liverpool did those sorts of checks and that sort of scouting for Lloyd Kelly, for Sergio Raguilon, and, and of course, Jamal Lewis as well. And I suppose that just goes to show, really, the amount of work that Michael Edwards and his scouting team get through. Well, exactly. I was, I was told on Sunday, I think, that um, Raguilon, easy for me to say, Raguilon was kind of it was, was too high a price, 18 million. He's obviously been on loan at Sevilla this season from Real Madrid. And, and Lloyd Kelly was booked that last summer, maybe in a little bit more detail than he was this summer, but he was certainly still part of that four man shortlist. But ultimately, I think price, age, ceiling, ability to develop and improve is what has won Chimacasti, won them the race ahead of, you know, obviously the bid was rejected for Jamal Lewis, but let's face it, of Liverpool. If he was the number one man, Liverpool would have would have got him by hook or by crook. We've seen it time and again. Norwich weren't really in a position to to argue too much being relegated, and the player himself wanted to come to Liverpool. That could have ended up very messy if Liverpool wanted it. But the fact that they've they've got so many other options and so many um, alternatives, if you like, um, is is proof of Edwards's way. And a last question then, because I know a lot of listeners will be keen to hear the answer. We've seen one signing come through the door now. How likely do you think is it that there might be one or two more that follow? I mean, we've seen we've seen names emerge, haven't we, over the last week or two. Um, there are one or two who they're certainly looking at. Um, there'll be dozens more who, who we don't know of, but a lot does depend on, on the situation. I mean, it's not what people want to hear, but it, it is the truth. And Klopp said that Liverpool are likely to be more active when you know a little bit more about that um, further down the line. Let's face it, the, the transfer window is still got the best part of two months to run. And Liverpool, at the moment, at a time when um, any game that they're playing is behind closed doors, they are losing round about three, or not earning round about three million per home game. Um, that all has a massive impact. So I think they might take a stance of looking at what they can earn from certain revenue streams, i.e. the night kit deal, i.e. when fans are allowed back in Anfield, and then they'll be in a better position to 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 move in the market. But for now, I'm not anticipating it's going to be a, a huge, uh, massively busy market on the incoming front. Um, but we have shown, we have seen that Liverpool do have players lined up, and they do track players 
um, for you know years back. So if and when players do become available, then Liverpool can spring into action if if the funds are there. Absolutely, still plenty of time left in the market as well. But for now, at least, Shimikas certainly looks to be as pleased at joining the Reds as Reds fans are about him being brought to the club. 24-year-old has plenty of experience of winning league titles in Greece. He's also played in the Champions League and he'll be looking to make his mark very quickly indeed. Stay tuned across the Liverpool website and across Blood Red too, and we will have plenty more content about the Reds' new arrival, plus all of your LFC updates as the countdown to the new season really begins. For now, though, from myself and from our Liverpool correspondent, Ghost, thanks for watching and goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red channel.